You know if you uh, go to vacation over the weekend and you forgot to take your garbage out? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what the garbage starts to smell like. Yeah. It, it tastes like the way garbage Don't sniff smells. it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. That is hands on the worst thing I've ever tasted. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Uh, let's get ready to So, uh, Dan's late this time. Might as well do his read. Um, it's a new one. Uh, let's see. He got this, I think, a few shows ago. Um, all right. Bros and Broads, Fudge and Finn are here, not only to thank you for all the new listeners who have joined the show, but to continue to spread the word about the drunkest podcast you will have ever heard. Starting in December, Fudge and Finn are improving their format for your listening pleasure. They will now dedicate two of their episodes a month to what they call nerdery and sports. Listen to the Nerdcast and get tons of info on video games as well as other fun topics that nerds seem to touch themselves to. Also listen to their sports episode as they are currently calling Bros Bang Balls. That's that's tough. Name in the works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Triple B. Where the boys complain about their New York sports team sucking and much, much more. You can listen to the hashtag Shots for Like podcast on every major podcast app, including the iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Music, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, and our iHeartRadio apps. Don't forget to visit shotsforlikepodcasts.com to follow them on all social media pro- to follow them on all social media platforms. Drink with us. Don't be a cunt. I could do without the salty language, but that is a read. Dan usually does that because he has no self-worth. But I have to do it in place of him because he is tardy from his own house, which is less than 20 feet away from the Attack Moose studio. So welcome, everyone. This is episode, I think, 82 of... What's the name of the show? You watch, I listen. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the the wedding episode with um, my then-fiancé, now the wife, where uh, we did the um, the newlywed game. Um, Dan told me that the feedback was great from that. Um, I'm glad you all enjoyed it. Um, it really was a blast to play. Um, she puts up with a lot of shit. Clearly deserved the win. Knows a lot more about her relationship than I do. Um, update, we are not divorced yet. I think we bucked the trend. I think we're doing good. I think we're actually doing great. Um, she sleeps in her room. I sleep on the couch. We don't talk. Could not be better. Uh, this has been a big week. Uh, Stan Lee's dead. Um, I'm sure uh, Dan will have some thoughts on that because he tends to like Stan Lee. Um, the Giants won, which is a big thing. I think we'll touch upon on that a bit. Um, I think we'll probably have to talk about the wedding. I'll wait for Dan, but um, let's uh, let's see what is going on in the news while I do uh, try and uh, eat up some time. Oh, let's see what happened in the world of star sports. Uh, for all you Raven fans, uh, Lamar Jackson's starting today. So, um, get Flack out of your fantasy team, uh, get the Falcon, uh, the Ravens outside of your survivor pool. Just, uh, enjoy that. And here comes Dan now. I think he is not, no, wait, where is he going? Whatever. Who cares? We don't need him. He's an idiot. We don't like him, but, um, all right. Post wedding fun. Um, oh, he's coming. Oh, fuck dead air there's the asshole there <laughs> i've been here for like 10 minutes 
I got myself all set up. We're already recording. Yeah, I actually did the read. I did it right, actually. Enjoy. I was just going through some uh, head uh, headlines on uh, ESPN while we were uh, killing some time. I, I assumed you were. Yeah, it was a nice. You know, what, I got. I was out last night and um, went to the landlord's college friend's place, and I decided on the way home I absolutely needed Taco Bell since I was passing it. Yeah. Which also included having Taco Bell for breakfast. So do you heat up the Taco Bell the next day? It depends on what it is. In this case, I got a chicken quesadilla, which is superior reheated. I agree I, entirely. I don't want a cold quesadilla. Beef, beef products. Uh, ground beef products tend to be better cold. I, I agree think. with that. Like the ca- the quesarito is very good when it's room temperature or cold. Um, the tacos can be, depends on the type of taco. You don't want a hard taco, a hard shell taco, cold. Yeah, but they soggy. don't they don't reheat well either though. That's a no, problem. You have They're, to eat them right away. Yeah. Like I almost always get a cheesy gordita crunch, and you can't. You have to eat that fresh. Because underrated, gets, underrated item. The bean burrito. The bean burrito is awesome. Great cold. Uh, the other thing that's good, it's like 79 cents on the menu, those cheese roll-ups. It's like a little I don't cheese. I have had those They're yet. pretty good. Um, so uh, what, what introductions? You did the read I for actually them. did the read. I did, did a, you do a, a shout-out to Lobo Sound as well? I have another shout-out to Lobo All right. Sound. <laughs> Again, guys, uh, please, if you are a fellow podcaster, you need any type of audio piece to promote your product, Lobo Sound is where you should be going. Uh, they're prompt, they're professional, and the quality you will have from Lobo Sound is a, beyond anything else you will find. Just like you, they are an upstart... And just like us, they're an upstart, and they're kicking ass. They've done some great work for us, and we got some big things coming in the future. I can't wait to hang out with them next summer when they get to Shore House. Yeah, they sent me a... I don't even want to read it on the air, because I think there might be <laughs> some code in there. Did you get this text? Let me see. Uh, no, I didn't. That's awesome, I'm though. very confused. I I usually don't respond to them because I'm busy. I didn't respond because I thought there might be a reason. <laughs> what the like it's code? It looks like code. It's just numbers and... <laughs> Threats. <laughs> so, so Ralph, um, how was your wedding, man? How did you enjoy it? I um, let's uh, give a little recap. To all right, yeah, I didn't go into um, all the wedding stuff. I you got to tons of um, congratulations from yeah, Twitter I, and everything. So, so, I think, um, I think the wedding. I mean, I would like to joke about and say it was a disaster. It actually it was went perfectly. Universally, universally critically acclaimed. I would yeah, say. Yeah, I got a lot of people who said it was the best wedding they ever went to. Uh, um, I mean, I, me and the landlord were talking the other day. In the last, since we've been together for almost three and a half years, this was our thirteenth wedding. This was the best one, without question. I think uh, the things people remember about a wedding are the food. I think the food, food was, was universally. I, I, the cocktail hour is always the best of the wedding, and that was the best cocktail hour. Oh I'd yeah, ever well they do a ninety minute there. Yeah, um, it was. Oh my god, I mean I was shit tanked <laughs> at that point. I was tanked when we were doing the reception. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the actual entrees. Yeah, I mean they're wedding entrees, but I thought they were pretty they were damn good. good. My, my fillet, my fillet was fantastic. Um, we didn't eat the cake. <laughs> I didn't eat any dessert. Yeah, I well I didn't catch the cigar bar until the end of the night. <laughs> I'll say this: When you're in a, when you actually have a wedding, for those who have yet to have one, you are so hectic, and you need to talk to every single person. That sometimes, like, you're not even aware what you're doing. You're just like, it's like a factory line. Yeah. Like, you're like, hi, hi, thanks for coming, thanks for coming. Yeah, um, you had a lot of people there. There were a lot of people. I mean, you had two people show up. They, almost, they almost ruined the actual ceremony. I heard. <laughs> well, one of my guys from my fraternity did the same thing. That while me and um, me and the now wife were yeah. walking down the, um, we still call her the fiance. It, it doesn't make sense. Wife, wife sounds more. I'm gonna still say fiance. Really confuse people. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Let's call her Cindy. <laughs> 
Okay. So, oh, I guess what, we need to edit that. Cindy? No, yeah. Sure. So um, we're walking, and one of my fraternity brothers wasn't following the path, but was running down a hill. Oh, And Casper from my fraternity was like go, telling him, go away, go away. Was, they were he was probably the only person who wasn't cold then. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll say this. I think given how cold it was, we went as quickly oh, as yeah, possible. Oh, yeah, no, it, it went really quick. I remember my hands were freezing because I had I was wearing your ring to hold on to, yeah. and I was trying to take it off to give you guys. I was like, oh. I'll tell you this. Now that I do have Michael the J. ring. Fox. Um, we've sn- it snowed a lot. I've cleaned out my car, and I tend not to wear gloves. It's yeah, just yeah. I I feel like it's like a habit. Thing it's here. just a habit, and I don't really think about it. And usually, I can handle it. You know, if it's really yeah. cold, I, wear- I have to wear gloves now because rings are metal. Metal gets cold. I think I have a I don't have feeling under my ring because I've got frostbite there already. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, so you had a great wedding week. Um, yeah, it had a blast. We, we had fun at the hotel after. Yeah. How was your um Thursday commute home? Oh. <laughs> you seem like you had a really nice time driving okay, home. Okay, so I work about, I'd say, 25 <laughs> minutes from um, my place of business. Usually I take back roads because they're quicker than the highway. Yeah, sure. If I take the highway, it's about 35 minutes. Sure. Okay, still, I could do that. It starts snowing. I say, I'm going to take the highway. I don't know how the back roads are. So take a guess on how long it took me. 35-minute commute. I mean, I kind of know. I have well, a general that's idea. Just the kayfabe. Let's say, let's say three hours. Three hours. I would give a kidney for three hours. So higher, Bob. Higher, Bob. Higher, Bob. Uh, five hours. Five hours would be great. I can watch one and a half Godfather movies or the first half of Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> what about Try the- again. Uh, seven hours. Seven hours would be dandy. <laughs> so just higher, under Bob. eight hours. I was in the car longer than I was at work. <laughs> At one point, I went the equivalent of one block in two and a half hours. I helped three people push their car out. My car got stuck a few times because they didn't salt. Do you know how many people helped me out? Nobody. No, they were so woefully unprepared was, for this shit as if it's the first snowstorm we ever got. I will say this, though. <laughs> we don't get seven of these in one I handled it really well. I honestly, up yeah, until maybe surprised. the last hour, I was very relaxed because the way I view it, I'm stuck in a car. What are you going to do? What am I going to do? So I just put on the radio. I listened to my um, fantasy football radio. Was, um, no, actually, I was listening to the game because. Uh, oh, true, true. I yeah. was hoping that I'd get home at time to uh, watch the game. <laughs> nope. I got it home to watch the um, fourth quarter. <laughs> uh, uh, what was I going to say? I, I have a feel. So you handled it so well. What if this happened the week before the we- the week of the wedding? Me and um <laughs> me and the wife were talking about that. I feel like it would have been like suicide watch in the car. Oh, that would have been. <laughs> um, I will say this: the venue showed pictures of it. They cleaned it up nice for like kind of a wedding, uh, a yeah, winter atmosphere. Sure. But that's not what we wanted. We wanted fall. Yeah. So that would have been a problem. <laughs> the week before, torrential rainstorms, like horrible yeah, flooding. It rained every week- single day except the day of the of, wedding. Of the wedding. Yeah, it was week- perfect. Week after. Snowstorm, so we got the perfect. Well, week. we even got our first like technical snow of the season when we were on our way to the venue for the wedding. It was a, a flurry, mind you, but it was still the first. I also, um, it snowed a shit ton in Vermont. We went to Vermont for a few days afterwards. Yeah, um, yeah you, you know, the pictures mini. you posted were, uh, um, but it was nice. I mean, we were in the hotel. Yeah. We were in such a nice hotel. What about the hotel for the wedding? How was that? Oh, <laughs> I honestly you got yelled at a bunch. It was annoying. I think it could have been a lot worse. It like, was just annoying that they were harassing us when there were there large, was another larger, wedding. 
louder, louder drunker, yeah, drunker. Um, that I, like I said, there were some things that made me really happy. At one point, um, uh, Manfro just goes, "I'm after you went to sleep." Manfro goes, "I don't want this beer anymore." He just dumps it on the carpet of the hotel lobby, <laughs> and then Bob goes, he grabs Manfro's dip Snapple cup bottle. He goes, "I don't want this anymore." And he dumps oh. it, and it's like black tar on the ground. I don't give a shit. No, who cares? Now, do you have a highlight of the wedding? Like a favorite point? Um, okay. Besides, so obviously, the, let's take out like the emotional of stuff course, because of there, there were your vows, which were fantastic. Vows were you. great. Your speeches were great. Like everything was fine. I think my favorite part was when, and this is a little inside. Uh, my fraternity. I have a bunch of my I was brothers. Watching you guys, I haven't yeah. seen them in a while, so they were great. We were talking about. I it. talked to a bunch of them. They came up to we, me. We uh, we recently lost our house because um, my fraternity decided to stop going to class. <laughs> and our GPA well slipped. They, on. they were on double secret probation. I think it was either the GPA or partying or a mixture of both. Whatever. We Hazing. lost. So at one point, sodomy. Um, we have like a typical like frat cheer. You know. It's, yeah, yeah. It's it's annoying. And in the middle of it, I just stopped them and I said, "The house is gone." And started. There's a. There our house is gone chant, which people around us who had no idea that we were a fraternity start chanting, the house is gone. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, Revenge of the Nerds when they burned down the house. Our house, our house is burning down. <laughs> the, by the way, the people that got the house, um, we used to rent from their national chapter. They burned the house down twice before us <laughs> and got the house back, so they're going to burn it down <laughs> And you guys time. are worse, apparently. Um... No, I mean, our fraternity was one of the better ones. It's how we survived so long, but, you know, we didn't make the cut this last go One around. thing that got a lot of compliments from people that I only met at the wedding was they loved the um, the homoerotic dancing that was happening between myself, Manfro, Justin, it Bob. Was it was it, Yeah, like, there's a, the one video of me and Manfro dancing. You could watch as it gets a little bit more gay. Everyone behind us is just stopping and looking at us. <laughs> I wonder how your parents felt. You know, they, were, they weren't. They weren't looking at you. They were accepting you. Yeah, they were accepting us. Yeah, we that. we accept diversity. Um, no, I thought honestly the crowd was great. Honestly, oh, dude, no they, one got rowdy. Like to no, the point well, of like the rowdiest was Quaz. <laughs> who forgot? He, I called it. I said Bob and Quaz. Actually, the the drunkest person is, and I don't, I don't want to give up the spot. Sure. But one of um the fiancés or wife. Oh yeah, the wife. Gonna, See, yeah, the wife's um, co-worker's husband. He came at me. The only way I can describe it is a new language. And he kept being like, you're the one. You're the one. You're the one. <laughs> to this day, I'm not sure what you were the one meant, but I guess well, I was the you one. You were the one. All right, why don't we jump into our reviews? Yeah. Um, uh, and then we, have some, we have a whole bunch of fun shit to yeah, talk about. I but, feel like uh, we haven't recorded in like a month, and it was only two weeks ago. Yeah, no. Let, it, me, uh, let me go first. On, yeah, um, go for it. Because I gave you two, a double album. I gave you a double album. A uh, very good album, in let's, my opinion. Let's, but let's wait to get to it. Yeah. yeah. So why don't we jump into um, the movie, which was Birdman. Birdman. So I watched Birdman yesterday. After long waiting yeah, to watch and I, it. Birdman was a movie I really wanted to watch. Yeah. So you gave it to me, and um, I like the movie a lot. Mm-hmm. But there are a few things that I'm a little a little iffy about. Perplexed. So let me start with the stuff that's good. Okay. I think Michael Keaton, he fantastic got, He got job from the Oscar for that. But I think um, Ed Norton, Ed Norton steals Dude, him. the scene is the boner on stage. I lost it. Um, me and the wife were debating whether or not he's actually a bad guy or just out of his mind. I'm actually on the out of he's his like mind. A, he's like a protagonist antagonist. Like, very weird character. He kind of... The, the only issue that I had is that he kind of... The last third of the movie, he really has a very minor role. Yeah. I wanted to see more of him, but that, that's a... He kind of played Ed Norton in the movie, because Ed Norton's like a notorious douche. 
and hard to work with. He kind of just played himself. See, I didn't know. I I always thought that he kind of had an okay reputation. No, I don't know. No, you know he's, better. He's, than. Uh, his reputation is, you know, such a talented actor, but very difficult. He's the only person that ever got kicked off a Marvel movie because <laughs> like, because he wants creative control and everything. He's a, a very artistic person, but he has very few friends very in similar, the industry because similar of it. to the character he plays. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, I liked him. I like the ambig uh, ambiguity of the movie where you don't know what's real, what's hallucination. Yeah. Does he really have powers? Is that his ego speaking? Sure. And it could be interpreted a lot of ways. I did like that. The one thing I thought about the movie, and maybe I need to rewatch because this definitely is a movie it, I'm going to rewatch. It's one that the more I've watched it, the more it's set in for me. Because that's the kind of story it is anyway. I don't know if I like the filming, the style of the one continuous shot. Oh, I love that. I don't know if how well they did that takes... Uh, the story takes a back seat to that. That's the story is very good, but I'm wondering if it was just a traditionally filmed movie. I think I'd be very. Eh, about, I agree with that. I think that now I think you can't uh, separate the two. Yeah. They go hand in hand. And I read that the reason you do that is you want to. It, it's supposed to be claustrophobic. That's you're living exactly in the what life. Gonna say. You're feeling the tension of him, which I think is a brilliant marketing. Yeah, um, it's like uh, a, uh, a stick of dynamite burning down to the end kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. but I don't. The storyline, like. It's very simplistic. It's story. a very simple guy's doing a play. He's a has been actor. He's kind of playing. He's kind of playing Michael. He's playing Michael. Yeah. Keen. Um, I think my favorite scene was when the actual Birdman was behind him, like he's running through the city. And, yeah, yeah, and and he's flying, and he's having these hallucinations, I, and he's another blowing one cars who was up. great. And I thought Zach Galifianakis played his role perfectly. Fantastic. Emma I did not Stone, I usually that. don't like. She was perfect as the daughter. She is so hateable in that movie. I, she's hateable in most things. Uh, Naomi a, Watts was great, but she, she's she's small. such a minor character. Yes. I love Naomi Watts, secondary but, character. Um, she was in the new Twin Peaks, and that's kind of in my head her definitive role because everyone in Twin Peaks has yeah. a definitive now, role. I one. One thing I think that I that you did like about it, you talked about the continuous shot, the score, the drumming, like the way oh, it was it's going, very, and that it it sets the mood for the the movie perfectly. Gets your, as well. It gets your heart pumping. You're kind of on um, on each. Absolutely. Apparently, they got screwed out of best they, original. Yeah, because score. they said it was they were sampling other things, which is stupid. You know what it is? It wasn't a ho- they didn't give ho- uh, you it know wasn't the, an orchestra doing. I'll it. tell you this: <laughs> the um, film critic uh, and how yeah. she said, "I'm going to give you a bad review, no matter, no matter what." what. I think that probably rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because you can't make fun of the industry. Yeah, I you can't make fun of critics because critics reading, like making it about themselves. I was reading reviews and every single review, except for like newer sites, but like The Times and Slate and all those. They thought it was a dig at well, them. Yeah, how could you say that? Critics don't do that. Well, you're doing it right now. Critics do it all the time. Um, I really like the movie. I think it fell short of a movie that I'll love forever, yeah. which is a little bit of a disappointment, but I also think my hype for the movie um, kind of outweighed. It could never meet my expectations. Um, I'm definitely going to watch it again. I think it's one that... Because I, I, the first time I, I saw it in the theater, and I loved it. And then I... It was funny. I saw it in the theater, like, Kinelon Theater, which is a small theater near us, did, like, a, a limited release before the Oscars. So I went and saw it in the theater, and then it was on Blu-ray the next week. <laughs> so I was able to see it in the theater, then I got the Blu-ray, and I watched it again. And while I loved it the first time, multiple viewings, because I watched it again oh, after I gave this to it you. It, it, something about it sets in more. Maybe it's the pace... It just well, it feels I, different. I know, I, you know, you're watching it, and you're you have to say they must have filmed this scene 40 scenes yeah. times for just someone walking around a corner or something yeah. like that. Now, how do you interpret the ending? Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen, Birdman. um, so the ending. So I'm not one of those people that I like the ambiguous ending. Yeah, sure. And I'm a believer that sometimes the you director to has it. an idea in mind. 
I fully believe, and I read a little of what he has said about it, so you know, maybe I, yeah. I'm a little biased. You don't need to interpret it. You can interpret it however you want. Sure. Like the I Sopranos ending. You thing. interpret it as you don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, maybe nothing actually happened. Maybe it was all in his head. Maybe he actually did die on stage. Uh, I, I lean towards that he died, uh, but again, it doesn't make or break anything for me, but if I had to lean any which way, I think it would make the most sense that he killed himself on stage. Yeah, and I, I think they do that you know, on purpose. So yeah. I don't interpret it as anything because I feel like the ambiguous ending is yeah. more powerful than anything we could create. Uh, I and like again, Keaton got so jobbed out of that Oscar. Not that the I, I still like the Oscars, but they don't really mean much anything. But that was who one won of the, it instead of him. Eddie Remain for the Theory of Everything when he played Stephen Hawking and he sat in a chair for an hour and a half and they used Stephen Hawking's voice and not his. <laughs> that movie sucks. I'm sorry, I didn't see it. It's okay. He's good in it. Felicity Jones is better. I think she won for that as well. Uh, it's just like I, I but the, he Hollywood, sat in a chair for an hour and a half. Ho- Hollywood gave permission for that movie, so of course they're going to win it's, it. And also, the other reason Keaton deserved to win that year is that the that year, as far as Best Actor nominations, he was the only one playing an original role. Everyone was portraying a historical figure. I will say this: I think Keaton's performance was better than the movie. I agree, and and, I, and, I, and that's not knocking the movie. I really like the, the movie a lot. I love the movie, but I think. It's a movie where the sum, the the individual parts are stronger. Yes. It's it's one of the opposite of what I think of a good album. A good album sure. has individual songs are good, but as a whole, it's like great. You, this is the you can have a great that. album that has ten songs, but only five of them are like killer tracks, and the rest are good, and it's still a great album. Yeah. But in the case like this, where the performance, like kind of like the Revenant, the performance outshines the movie. Uh, the movie's beautiful, but the plot is nothing. So that kind of thing. The one reason I felt so bad for Keaton when he didn't win the Oscar is. Everyone thought he was going to win it, and he literally was reaching in his pocket to grab his notes. That happens and, every and, year. But it wasn't like when Eddie Murphy lost and he stormed off uh, having a temper tantrum. He handled himself with class, with grace, because he's also not an Mike, asshole. Michael Keaton's got a great re- uh, reputation. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's kind of cool. Like this kind of started his like career renaissance. Like where he, uh, the founder was really good. The one about the McDonald's creator, he was great in that. Uh, he was in um, what's it? Uh, the the one about the uh, the. Batman. Priest. No, not not Batman. A oh, Batman. Um, Batman Two. I forgot the name of it. The one Batman. about the the priest newspapers getting caught. Spotlight. Spotlight. Yeah, and he was great in that too, and that was a good movie. So I'm glad you enjoyed Birdman. And I do I think like you'll it. like it uh, on multiple. Yeah, views. no, no. I I, I wouldn't. That say movie that has was, like Ralph written on it. Oh, I wouldn't say it was it's a like bust your, by it's any. Your style of movie, I think. Um, it sucked because I actually started and we had to pause it halfway through. And I actually rewound like ten minutes because I'm like I can't break it up. Yeah, no, it's it's one that you really can't like start stop. You have to just. My watch only it. concern going in, and clearly, um, it was unfounded. Was I thought the one shot was going to be a little distracting, um, and the first maybe ten minutes it's a little hard to follow, but it, it's so seamless by yeah, the end of the movie. I mean, you don't it, you don't even realize the it. editing editing and filming of that movie. The cinematography is brilliant. It's nothing short of brilliant. There's a movie um, Woody Harrelson did because I was reading about other long shot movies where he, they did one unbroken shot live into theaters. They filmed it live. What the the movie, movie was that? I don't remember. It was like a it was like an indie film. It wasn't a big one. I um, love Woody Harrelson. He's one of those guys I'll watch almost anything he's in. I love he's Woody Harrelson to me feels like he's not aware he's an actor. And, well, now he's at the point in his career where he's just like always oh, getting cast as like the badass, the, the badass wise ass in every movie. A little on a uh, little unhinged kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, that kind of thing. But to me, I I see him as two roles always. Larry Flint <laughs> and Kingpin. Those are the two I always picture him in. Uh, true Detective for me. Oh, uh, true. Yeah, it's it's w- maybe because I've known these ones longer. Like Kingpin is one of my five favorite comedies ever. 
Uh, I can watch that every time and laugh my ass off. And then I think he's brilliant as Larry Flint as well. Oh, Larry Flint is uh, an American hero for when it comes to free speech. And I don't think that can be argued. No, I'm actually, I don't disagree with (laughs) him. When he went to court wearing a shirt that said, fuck this court. (laughs) What was the movie? It was something. Google Woody Harrelson continuous shot and you'll probably find it. Lost in London. Lost in London. Apparently they filmed it live into theaters directly the first time it's done. As one continuous shot, and it was his directorial debut. I gotta watch it now. Oh, by the way, I need to get back to the wedding really quick because yeah. um, I have your card inside, and I decide I didn't know if I was gonna give you cash or write a check. I think I'm just gonna Venmo you money. <laughs> do, do it to do it to the wife. Let yeah, her Venmo her. Just be like for your wedding. I have by to write the, out the card. By too. the way, the best part is, and you know, we're opening the cards, and um, people are very I'm gonna, generous. I'm gonna Venmo her right now. Um, so thank you, everyone. You know, you'll get your cards and stuff. Um, but some people like would send like very odd amounts. Like somebody gave us one hundred and seven dollars. One hundred and seven. Yeah. Or Were like they giving you the seven percent tax. I have no idea. <laughs> like um, one person gave us. They gave us a gift on top of it, but they gave us sixty eight dollars. Sixty eight. Um, Three hundred. And you. It's weird. You open the cards, and before the wedding, because you're worried about price and stuff, you're very like, you know, panicked about like, you know, um, how much are we spending? Afterwards, Is she gonna get this. Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Right. Thank you. <laughs> Here's your wedding um, gift. I got to give you. So your then card. afterwards, you're like, oh, you know, these people are like, you you stop worrying about it. You're yeah. just like anything people give you, you you're like, it. yeah. So it was the weight that f- is taken off your shoulders is indescribable. The, like the de- two days after the wedding, your like tone and attitude. Not that it was like poor beforehand, but you were obviously stressed. Were, yeah, it, it it was like a night and day difference. Oh, um, I and I mean, I'm sure it's a lot of pressure. Driving but. up to um, driving up to Vermont, like oh, it, it was just you didn't drive, right? The wife did. Oh yeah, she always drives. <laughs> um, All right, let's review this album. Yeah. Uh, so you gave me Baroness Yellow and Green, and you though you gave me one Baroness album before, which, which I, I, I gave loved. you two. I gave two. you Red and Blue. I loved Red. Uh, blue. I think I liked Red more than Blue. You liked Red. You liked Blue a lot, but Red was Red was perfect. The one you liked a little more. So this one, let me start. So it's a double album: Yellow, Green. Um, the first song on each one, it's Yellow theme, Green theme. I liked Yellow significantly more than Green. I agree entirely. Um, and it like. Not even like like a little bit. It was dramatic. I actually did not like Green. There was maybe a couple songs on I thought were okay, but everything fell onto the average to below average list. While on Yellow, the lowest I gave any song was a two, and that was uh, Twinkler, I think is the name of it. I can't read my own handwriting. I honestly, I, I yeah, Twinkler. The the best song on it for me is the first or the second track on Yellow, um, Take My Bones Away. That's I, the closest they've ever had to a radio hit. That is such an awesome sounding song, and I can see why it sounded like a radio hit. But overall, the whole sound of this album, it, it was kind of uh, brooding is the right way I would put it. Like it almost like uh, it's leading to like a climax of like a Western kind of. I mean, you can't have this kind of music in a Western, but that slow burn where you know your hero's finding his end game, um, that's kind of what it reminds me of uh the song back where i belong is another one of my favorite songs on there i thought that was Ye- brilliant. yellow is so and i think they did on purpose I think yellow is supposed to be this is the album proper and green is just us doing you know experimental stuff green yeah. theme is so good yeah though. green theme green is theme great. superior they actually that's one of the few songs from green they play live so so when the album started uh take my bones away i loved i love march to the sea and i love little things uh twinkler like i said it takes a, a step back and then cocanium comes on i love cocaine i love cocaineum and then right back where i belong like i said i loved and then number f- uh the eighth song sea lungs i thought was brilliant sea lungs is that's fantastic. another song i gave a five on this album and the way they close it with uh Ilya, Ula, it, Ula, it was fantastic whatever. and so yellow to me is exactly what uh i would call them like a progressive metal progressive hard rock is probably the best way to describe yeah. it 
yeah, yeah. Progressive hard rock. Yellow might be one of my like the most perfect progressive hard rock albums I've heard. I don't know if it's better than Red, but it it's definitely it's, the mo- most accessible it, of the three. I think it's their most um, well constructed. Uh, as far as like if this was just one album, it's the way it, this album is structured is so perfect and it flows so well. The vocals sound better than they did on the previous albums. The music is very tighter. little screaming. Yeah, there's very little screaming. Um, from start to finish, I could say this is one of the best albums you've given me. Then I get to Green, and the biggest thing I could say about Green is I really don't remember much of it. I can remember Yellow like start to finish. It's a little boring. Yeah, it's it's just like they. It's like a, the problem a lot of double albums have. The first one is always good, and the second half is when they try changing things, which is why an album like Stadium Arcadium works so well, because it's just Chili Peppers from yeah. the first to the second half. Um, some bands like the Foo Fighters did a double album, but it was interesting on the second one because it was just acoustic originals, not like acoustic versions of yeah. the songs from the first one. This one, I get what they were trying to do. Some things worked musically, but the, again, how great the structure was on the yellow side, the structure on the green side was a little lopsided, a little um, sloppy. Entirely. It's it just didn't flow for me. I flew through listening to Yellow like it was a breeze. And Green just kind of was plotting. You, you have it to, was like driving home in snow for <laughs> nine hours. <laughs> you have to view them as separate albums, I Absol- think. I um, and I think they did that on purpose. But it is one piece, so you do need to judge it that Absolutely. way. Um, I agree entirely. I like Yellow. Yellow's actually grown on me. I used to dislike Yellow because it's so... I can see why, especially compared to the sound of the first couple albums. Um, It's the most accessible, but it's not a bad album. Um, I think if I ranked all their albums, it would go Blue, Red, Purple, which is I haven't heard the latest one. one. Um, purple, if you think this is accessible, Purple's like, it might as well be a radio album. But, okay, that's not um, always a bad thing. People get knocked on it. They do it, I think they do it better. I think everything they do in yellow, they do purple because, a little better. I mean, radio, it, it could also just mean that they're maturing, and the music changes. Like, Thrice, I, I could you could say their newer stuff sounds radio-friendly, but they don't get radio play. I'll, I'll say this. Fans of the band weren't happy about this album. They don't like change. But they were okay with it when they did Purple. Okay. They, they they accepted that this is the way the band... Uh, Purple also has more synths, um, but they don't overuse it. They don't get like that's, that weird... Dude, that's, that sounds exactly like Thrice when they started adding in synths and it was a little bit of a weird transition. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, uh, again, I, I'm like really into this band now. Um, so I'm glad I finally like got introduced to I th- them. I thought you were going to like they are, a lot. They are up my alley as far as like the kind of sound and music I like. Um, cause I'm not as much into metal anymore. I'm definitely still into like hard rock. There's still some metal I like, but this is like right up my alley where if like I discovered them when I was younger, they'd probably be one of one my of favorite, favorite bands band. for sure. So now I'm happy I discovered them and I plan on listening to them a lot more. So yeah. if I had to grade the overall album, if I was judging it on two, two things, I think yellow is so good that at minimum it has to be a three. If I was doing just yellow, it might be a five. Um, yellow's very yeah, good. But so like we'll say yellow's a five and this and green is probably like, like a, a two, two. So that makes it that collectively makes it a three, maybe a three and, and a I'm half. And I'm going I'm going through the this is my favorite band. I'm going through them and I'm like half these songs like Board Up the House, I know. That's a pretty good song. It's not great. Yeah, that one it was okay. Um, it just it, it, it there's nothing there that like felt like they I am trying to think of the right it just didn't flow. Like something didn't green, click. Except for Green Theme. Green Theme, green theme is, is great. Phenomenal. Yeah, um, fantastic. Um uh the instrumental. Yes. All right, so why don't we get into this one's right. picks? Do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, yeah, why don't you go first? Yeah. Okay, so I'm actually going to give so you... I don't have a pen in here. I got this. Um, it's a rare album where I'm giving you one of those albums that it has such an impact on my life. Okay. And it's such a special album. Tiny Tim. Um, Tiny Tim. <laughs> Kenny G. Kenny G. <laughs> um, I actually would be... T- and I, I'm not saying this. I'm not setting you up. I would be disappointed if you didn't like this album. Sure. It's one of those. I'm giving you one of the most influential albums in my life, Funeral by Arcade Fire. Okay. Um, 
Well, I I I, I was going to give you an Arcade Fire album, and they have three big ones. They have Funeral, Neon Bible, and then The Suburbs. Okay. Um, and then after that, everything they did is kind of garbage. Um, <laughs> yeah, the stuff I hear now, I'm like, I don't think I'll like this. But everyone tells me I'd like their older stuff. So Neon Bible was the one I was going to give you, and that's the most radio... I want to say radio-friendly, but the most... That had their biggest radio single on it. Yeah, No it? Cars Go. Yeah, yeah. Um, the difference is Funeral is a great album where Neon Bible is a collection of great songs. Sure. This is an album where I listen to it and there are times where like I have to turn it off because like it hits on so many emotions. Um it was an album that when I heard it, it broke me from your hy- I only it broke listen- your musical hymen. <laughs> <laughs> I was only listening to classic rock, you know, sure. Green Day, stuff like uh, that. It was one of those bands that kind of shifted your perspective and the I, way you look at music. I um, get it. The album, every song on it, it's the most perfectly paced album there is because it'll have two slow songs and then it'll have like this upbeat song and then it'll have a song that's moving in a direction and then takes a left out of nowhere. So it's structured well. It is the best structured album ever. Ever? There, wow. I, I I will say that. Okay. Um, or in my opinion, at least. Sure. There may be... <laughs> you just are you like, nope, this is the best structured album ever. It, um... <laughs> It's actually an album that gets stronger as it goes on. Okay. So the way it is, it's aged is well, apparently. a little background of it is they were real young when they recorded. I think they were like 21, 22, and no one saw this album coming. Yeah. Like, they weren't this up-and-coming band. It just, they released it, and people were like, what is this? Sure. Um, and during, while they were recording it, apparently all the members of the band had major deaths. Like, you know, one of their fathers died, a uh, great-grandmother died. So, so there was a lot of turmoil in the personal lives of the and members. And you can hear that. It is an album where it's definitely moving from childhood to adulthood, but it's not in a coming-of-age way. That's how I could describe gotcha. it. It's it's like um, your life has started to harden you in writing about it. And exactly. I told you that with me, with music, the biggest thing that I look for and that's why I had issues with stuff like cut copy is I want to feel what the artist was feeling when they wrote it and that can transcend multiple types of genres for me besides country I will never understand country so um but old, I, but old country old great. country well that's yeah. old country now would probably be considered more folk than anything else yeah it, now country is about singing about your beer and your pickup truck <laughs> um the good old times and the yeah the incest um and you look <laughs> why <laughs> Do not diddle kids. You look, um... <laughs> it's hard to come back from an incest line. You get, uh, it's hard to come back from incest in general. <laughs> I don't think you understand why I go, why do you have to do that? Like, I think, like, I love watching you stop. I watch it, like, in your eyes. You're on a track, and then all of a sudden, you're just gone. It's like, you know, <laughs> do we really need to do that? No, I guess you're right. Blah, blah, blah. Let's do it again. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it either, and I do it. And, and a lot of times, they're not even creative. They're no. just shoehorning them in. I'm just, yeah, well. <laughs> like, like if I start some, like, I was at the Chuck E. Cheese today. That it's is just green light, go. Yo, so I'll sweep my yard. Kids. Kids. What? Like, so uh, the album is Funeral, Funeral by Arcade um, Fire. Absolutely beautiful cool. album. I'm excited because, you know um, what? I've never given them really a fair shake. What I've heard on the radio. You have to listen to it multiple times. It is such I, I a do, I do that all the time as evident with fucking Lou Reed <laughs> asshole <laughs> I people love that by, by the way, way you never told me the so I gave you a real album um I told you I loved it you, you loved I didn't it? review it like start to finish but yeah. I listened to it I'm like oh he gave me a good album um because that, that's the everyone other, loved you doing that to me by the way I was I thought you were gonna know because that's like a famous shit I, album I, I didn't like I I had I heard about the album but I never cared enough because there's, I hated Lou Reed before there's that a, there's an album I actually thought about giving you it's called having fun on stage with Elvis 
and it was a contractual obligation, and it literally is just Elvis talking between songs. That's fantastic. But they didn't cut them correctly, so it would be the punchline to a joke where you didn't hear the setup and stuff. And he's really high in some of them, so well, like, no shit. He's just mumbling. Was it fat Elvis or skinny Elvis? It had to be fat Elvis. All right. So, um, I got a movie for you, and this movie's going to be a little bit topical. Now, originally, I didn't know if you saw Creed, the first one, and Creed 2 comes out this week, so I'm like, maybe I'll give you Creed if you haven't seen the first one, but I decided there's some big news in the um, the movie media nerd culture this week, and that was Stan Lee passing away, uh, 95 years old, which is weird that it was such a shock being 95 and people were still stunned. I'm actually a little disappointed because I think I predicted this, that when he died, there's going to be all these pictures of like superheroes like consoling one another. Um, there were some... Uh, <laughs> Oh, no. uh, one of the most famous um, guys that makes posters now, his name is Boss Logic. He does a lot with WWE and the UFC. Um, and he actually, so his posters are always badass. And he made this one about Stanley. Oh, no. Um, no, it's it's pretty good. Like, I was actually impressed with it. Um, I should just give you an entire series to watch this week. Let me see where this son of a bitch is. But it's like, it's supposed to be Stanley. By the way, I debated not watching Birdman being like, no, I told you I'm wrong. I'm not, I wanted to watch it on my or, own. Or uh, um, the, 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 the wife suggested that um i just watch another zombie movie <laughs> review the zombie on movie Re-Animator. and like don't even like act like <laughs> just act like it was the one you gave me so um so again stanley passed I'm fu- i can't even find this thing uh stanley passed away uh, again like i said it was such a shock despite him being 95 but that's just how relevant he's remained despite being an old piece of shit oh here it is um, it's the funeral. It's a cool looking shot. Whoever made that, it's very talented, but it's douchey too. Um, and some people wrote things like Kevin Smith penned a whole thing about his passing. So I want to give you a movie that ta- that involves the world of Stan Lee. Now, there's a lot you haven't seen, and I didn't want to give you anything that's on that list of um, Marvel films that, like you said, you wanted to watch the MCU. Yeah, movies. yeah, I, I want to do. I got to do those all. So if I was going to give you one, you got to think outside of the MCU movies, which ones I could give you that you haven't seen. I'd like you to take a couple guesses on this. On being serious, what do you think it could be? A Marvel universe? No, it, yeah. Again, it's not MCU related. Um. Okay. Let me let me look at a list because I'm sure, not even sure. sure. Just Marvel movies, and there's a lot you can go from here. Okay. Let, let's take a few. Captain America, the 1991 version. No. Um, I, I can only get a list of the Marvel Universe movies. Okay. What movie is that? I, You're I could... getting the 1994 Fantastic Four movie that was previously unreleased, but it is now available to watch from I start to finish. I am so excited. It, it's now available to watch start to finish on YouTube, so you don't even have to worry. Um, this movie was never released to the theaters. It finally... They only released it to keep the um, copyright. Correct. Oh, um, so it, it, this movie has a lot of lore, a lot of legend to it. Um, there was an episode of Arrested Development about a, a Fantastic Four musical I, based... You know what I'm talking about. I know about. exactly. And so um, not many people have seen this movie. I have seen this movie. I love this movie. Does it meet... Does it... Does it meet the legend? Yes, it 100% meets the legend, where it's one of those ones that you just have to see. Um, so oh, I, I'm excited. I, I figured you would be. I figured it's the best way for us to pay tribute to Stan Lee without being a complete dork and like be saying, watch it for the Oh, war. look at this. Look at this. Oh, yeah, dude, I'm so uh, excited. 
I know. And it's on YouTube, so you don't have to worry about paying for anything. You can watch it right on there. I think you're going to be so happy. I may even suggest getting a little inebriated when you watch it. Oh um, you may appreciate it even more. So oh, this looks your, great. Your choice. This is one of the first big Marvel movies that didn't actually become a big Marvel movie. Because the first big Marvel movie was Blade. Let's be real. That was the first like big one that broke through. Um, but this is one I'm of the first excited. ones ever made. I knew you would be, and uh, we'll review it next week. Oh, I'm, 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 uh, I know you're excited. Um, go ahead. What did you have to say? You uh, to no, say no, something? no. Are we done with that? Yeah, why don't we jump into some bullshit? Let's now. talk, speaking of Stan Lee, because I'm sure you have yeah. this on yours. Uh, did you know that uh, Stan Lee got Trump elected? Uh, yeah, I heard. Uh, who said that? Bill Maher, Bill Maher last night. Let's <sighs> read the quote. And let's. Uh, I saw this whole thing that Bill Maher said. I don't really care. Bill Maher is entire stick. Is, I actually. He, it's his, his entire stick is showing people he's smarter than them. I actually. As for someone who doesn't agree with Bill Maher, for a while I actually liked Bill Maher. Yeah, well, I like I, that he doesn't give a fuck. I do appreciate that. But he. Um, he, he he didn't um he didn't look good this no it just looked like he was trying I mean what, I was it worse him saying this or his Francesca pretending that he didn't know who Stanley was <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly I don't think it's well, a huge stretch to suggest that Donald for- Trump could only get elected in a country that thinks comic books are reported <gasps> why now and and you know what I'm reading this Huffington Post um article. And they're making him sympathetic because it's Huffington Post. Yeah, sure. Anything anti-Trump is pro. Of course. So now Huffington Post is going to be like, oh, well, Stanley wasn't a... Listen, and Stanley, in many ways, is this generation's Walt Disney. I think I think that's fair to say. Well, the way they, he, it, and it, they say that he's going to have a film written about him. And I'm sure. I, Brian know, Cranston should play him. He'd be able to pull it off perfectly. Oh, he looks just like <laughs> yeah. him. Um, and I, I, I've been critical of nerd culture. I think sure. That, of course, our first topic we talked about. Yeah. I don't understand... Even Star Wars, which I love, I don't understand the, the fandom cult, the that cosplay goes... shit. Yeah, but... It is definitely an important movie for a lot of people. So whether or not you agree with it, you can't... It, it's a national thing. Yeah, Because comic sure. books is a purely American thing. I mean, there's comic books in other countries. But it doesn't have the influence on culture. Superman is the most iconic, you know, up until recently. Most symbol. He's probably the most iconic symbol of American comic Americana. books. Americana. It's, yeah, it's Superman and Batman are the two most so iconic with that So to act question. like comic books are just this little thing that, you know, you need to grow up. No, the biggest I don't movies believe- in the world, too. Like, I mean, like, even the bad ones. Venom's the number one movie in the world, and it apparently was shit. That's like saying if George Lucas died, he goes, well, what's the big deal? There's a huge deal. Yeah, Star Wars is a huge impact. Just because uh, it doesn't impact you. Like, it's it's like if I said, oh, Twilight doesn't mean anything. I fucking hate Twilight, but it was obviously a huge... It's a ham-handed yeah, attempt exactly. to put pol- politics in somewhere to get yourself with the news. Honestly, and I... It's clickbait. I like Bill Maher. And He's I know an this asshole. is a Bill Maher thing. I actually think this is below him. Yeah. I think he actually could have done this better. Yeah. There, there's certain times where I agree. It's not always that I disagree with Bill Maher. I disagree with how he says things in a lot of cases. And by um, the way, what he said, I don't think he should have got fired, so let's no. not go down there. But if anyone else said the quote about slavery that he did. Oh, and God. But because of his. Tucker Carlson said that, he, he would be off. Uh, he Well, I mean, he's already getting attacked at his home. <laughs> All right, so I have an article that'll make you more yeah. angry. I just posted this to our Facebook page earlier this morning. I saw it. Um, nothing has enraged me, uh, as far as article goes, like this one in a long time. And I think you're going to be in the same boat as me. So this one says, Celebrate the 40th anniversary of Animal House by tossing it in the trash. Oh, I, I, no, no, from, I actually read From Vice. I read it. Um, because, by the way, Vice has gotten... Vice has taken the mantle of just shitty articles... 
that they just go. They're trying to supplement Huffington Post pretty much. Huffington Post looks like a you know well respected news source. Yeah, with where and Vice started. Did you ever they... see the thing where Vice has like it's like a Vice article generator where it's like marginalized groups. Yeah. So it's like transsexuals, and it goes third world country. Belize, and it goes drug, you know, meth, and it goes how the transsexuals of Belize are fighting back, selling meth. I just, I I will never understand, okay, I get the idea that certain, my favorite comedy of all time, which is The Jerk, would never be allowed to be released now, but that doesn't mean anyone should have reservations about laughing at it. Blazing Saddles, same thing. And Animal House... Sure, if it got released now, it would be a clusterfuck between the the underage girl, Belushi spying on girls. But it was, I, but it was it's a, a movie for its time. That movie set the entire tone for college and high school films to come after it, from Revenge of the Nerds to Porky's to American Pie. None of those movies would exist if it wasn't for Animal House. I think that's 100% and, fair and to Animal say. House, as, as someone who really embraced being in a fraternity, uh, like, that, the most icon- one of the most iconic pictures is the Belushi college sweater. Yeah, I, I'll say this. That is a movie that every guy in college wants to live up to. Yeah, I mean, not the you know, not the fucker fucker brains out part, <laughs> but I get no. But in general, like the, like the the carefree living. Yeah, and so on one hand, we want to you know throw off the shackles of institution, fight the power, but you have to fight the power in a way that we agree with. What is more fighting the power than a fraternity that's unsanctioned, yeah. that's on dr- double secret po- probation? Double secret probation, hey, living it, fat, drunk, and just, stupid is no way to get your life, It's just clickbait. Son. It's just trying to get people riled up. I'm, I'm I, sure the, the person who wrote this doesn't even dead, care. I, but there's people that would believe this kind of stuff because they're like, they, oh, the problem. With, I mean, people got mad at friends, remember? <laughs> but it's just one person with again, an opinion. It's, it's one person with an opinion. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone I don't think any movie besides Birth of a Nation has had a negative effect on culture. <laughs> Is that fair to say? Like it, it's a fucking movie. It's an old comedy. It would never be made now. Co- movies are supposed to represent the signs even, of the times. You can't even do The Office today. So no, like, that's true. You can't. You know, so I saw I saw people saying that if um someone said that uh, Michael Scott. Is uh, if you like Michael Scott, you're part of the problem with today's culture because he's misogynistic and I racist will, and homophobic. I will say this: um, so Homer the, Simpson, the too. wife is a school teacher, and so. she's high school students, and it actually gives me hope for the future because they actually everyone's waiting for the pendulum to swing the other way, mm-hmm. and I think we need to accept that it's not going to swing in a way that we're all happy. about. No. there's not going to be this moment where we have it's gone too far one way. However, we're going to swing in however, a different direction. This generation. There's more racial harmony in this generation by, hey, let's be a dumbass. Hey, let's ride a bike without oh, a helmet. The stupidity is the bonding stupidity people. stupidity is bonding people. Stupidity is bringing cultures together. It's actually, in a weird way, like, you know, when, you, know, you, that's listen, a great when you listen to the rap music day, and it's so easy the to rap, bash. The rap music. <laughs> it's so easy to bash Post Malone and um, 6 9 and this horrible music. But people like it because it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And it's bringing people together because of how stupid and idiotic it is. I actually have hope that this next generation, Gen Z, which is all big about... Is that know, what they're called, Gen Z? They're called, I think Gen Z is their name. Okay. Um, you know, they embrace being gay and transsexual, but not in a way that you're wrong, we're right. They just go, is whatever, that, I'm gay, who cares? Okay, because I guess the people like within three to five years of us are technically millennials and they're the ones that are super triggered and defensive. But I actually think that, is that what it is? this generation is a lost cause. <laughs> whatever this gener- generation is, I actually like it because they're so bizarre and out there 
that they grew up on memes and they grew up post 9-11. And, and constantly they don't stimulated. Take, yeah, they don't take things seriously. They always have too much stuff going They're on. They're always living in the moment. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. And I, I think that there is a great point in stupidity bringing people together. It, One of the biggest bonding moments post 9-11 was uh, Jackass 2. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, it really pulled us out of that depression. Um, so... So we're just talking about Stanley and um, one of uh, so Stanley has the cameos. <laughs> well, go ahead, go ahead. By the way, so we're watching uh, we're watching The Office right now. We're almost done with it, and I go to uh, the to the wife and I go, "Oh no, Stanley died." She thought Stanley from The Office died and was a wreck for a good and 10 told her seconds. Stan and I said, Lee. no, Stan Lee died. She goes, oh, okay. Who cares? <laughs> um, so he has all those cameos in all the Marvel movies, and it's every single one since the Sp first Spider-Man, I think. He wasn't, I don't think he had cameos in the X-Men movies. Um, you know what his best cameo is? Do you know which one I'm going to say? The Spider-Man movie no. where he's in the, hotel, uh, no. the, the library? His best cameo is Mallrats. He is, yeah, he's the one that convinces uh, Jason Lee's character, Brody, to win back his girlfriend. And that's when Brody's like, oh, the thing, is this dork made of molten rock just like the rest of his body? And he's the, he literally, if you remove him from Mallrats, the climax doesn't happen. And that's just like how Lance Armstrong, by fucking up, ruined the climax of Dodgeball because it wasn't true. <laughs> So, um, now, speaking of Mallrats, I don't know if you heard that um, it is confirmed starting in January that Kevin Smith is going to be shooting the new, Jay, two. the new Jay and Silent Bob film, and it's going to be called Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back Reboot, and it's going to be about them rebooting the Blunt Man and Chronic movie and Jay and Silent <laughs> Bob going to stop it. That is brilliant because the whole thing, the reason Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was making fun of all the comic book movies before they were even as big as they are now, and now this is going to be making fun of all the reboots, and I love Jay and, I like all the Jay and Silent oh, Bob yeah. films. I love Kevin. Is there anyone who really is more in today's culture where it's really hard endearing. for anyone to be beloved? I think he's the most beloved for someone. He's that's, he he's probably now that Stanley's gone. He's probably like the, the th on the throne of nerd culture. I would, but say. in a good way. Yeah, I mean, there's certain people that dislike him because he's left leaning and liberal. Yeah, whatever. but here's the thing: compared to everyone else, he's a conservative. Yeah, when you watch most of his movies, where there's a guy fucking a donkey in Clerks too. There's a difference between being left leaning. And being aggressively left. And yeah, I think like aggressively, spikely. when I think of left leaning, I think of the aggressive left. Absolutely. I don't think of people who are politically left wing anymore. Sure. Um, now, I um, another thing I saw, this is music related. Now, I, this is going to make you feel pretty old. Okay, the Buddy Holly video and song, Weezer's Buddy yeah, Holly, it's, is now, it's old. now older than Happy Days was at the time they made the video. I believe that. How, how does that make that? I, when I saw that, I was like, whoa. And that video is one of the, my favorite videos ever. Oh, I think that's usually it's, considered to be one of the greatest it, music videos ever. It fits the song perfectly. When uh, Fonzie's doing the uh, that weird <laughs> yeah. like Russian dance for he's, no reason. And he's fucking five foot tall. And he's supposed to be a badass. Hits a jukebox and Mambo number five I, starts playing. <laughs> By the way, did you ever get Mambo? Or do they... Yeah, they played it at the wedding. Oh, they did? Yeah, oh, yeah. The problem a, is There's that a video of us. Uh, they told um, the fiance or wife, whatever, that there's four songs that are must play since the time was running out. Yeah. And she's like, Mambo number five. I'll tell you this. Ken <laughs> comes up to me and goes, again, they forgot about Dre. <laughs> I, I wanted them to play Forgot About Dre. I think I suggested that, too. We, we had to do the the brand new, because that was Yeah, a, of course. I mean, that one, brand new and Taking Back Sunday played, that by, fucking place was a By the way, I have never seen Ken that enjoying himself that much oh he's he was on living his best life he's i've never seen ken dance and he's on the dance floor pretending to make it rain it well it was great watching him and greg dance next to each other because it was the exact same big white guy dancing they uh they really they bonded yeah. um well they're one i think <laughs> craig they're, they're like bond how the craig. venom suit becomes ven <laughs> you become venom that's literally them craig what do we call them uh, craig 
Craig is the name? That's what we're calling him? Craig. Ken and Greg. Yeah, Craig. I guess. I wish there was a better way to make it sound, because Craig is an actual name. Um, I, I, <laughs> it I works. It does work. Oh. Um, what, what stories do you have? I have one more, and then I got questions from people. I got a, I got a few um, a few things. Speaking sure. of the wedding, sure. did you hear about the bride who, the night before the wedding, discovered that her fiancé was cheating? Uh, is this a porno? Yeah. Okay. No. Um, so that actually happened two days after our wedding. Okay. Or actually, I think it was a day this after was our wedding. wedding. <laughs> it was our wedding. And um, the night before, her fiance's lover or whatever said, by the way, he's been with me. He's cheating on you and sent all this proof and whatever. So instead of reading their vows, she read the text messages to Whoa. everyone. Fuck yeah. Good for her. That's fantastic. What? Wow. That's got to be the most... Imp- you can never live that down But here's that. the thing. They keep using the stock fi- p- picture of um, a couple, but it's just a stock picture, so this guy, I think, is going to be labeled a douchebag for the rest of his life. He's, he's just, just a model. It's just a model of a stock... Oh, my... Do you have some of the text messages? Um... This weekend, you and I, it is on hot stuff. Bring a game. By the way, <laughs> if you read it, it looks like bring a game, let like me, bring me, like Mario Kart. Your body is, is fucking, fucking incredible. incredible. And shit, do you know how to use it? I wish my oh! GF had half the skills you do. And she read these as her vows? Whoa. There will be no wedding today, I announced. It seems Alex is not the guy I thought he was. Oh, this guy's whole family was he, there. She made... I let my weeping eyes rise and meet his, and he had not one thing to say. He stalked out of the church with his best man trailing behind him. His family looked on, horrified. Yeah, like, that, see, so, there, there's two sides of this. I think it's awesome, but there's a good chance this guy's going to kill himself within a year. <laughs> like, He's being a like, pretty big piece it, of shit. It, it, yeah, well, absolutely. I'm not saying it, it, it's... I don't think he deserves to die. I, eh, whatever, she probably deserves to die, too. That's... <laughs> I mean, she made the entire thing about herself. Let's be fair. It's her wedding day. It's his wedding day, too. He was a piece of shit. She could have done it in private. Couldn't she? By the way, this has a story that is completely false written all over. Most likely. Like, like I, I know for a fact that it's being reported. like your Costco as, yeah, yeah, this, <laughs> labyrinth. It's actually being reported as real, but like... like yeah, the, you see those sometimes. Like uh, it, there, There's so many fake stories out there that uh, you see and... It, are you all right there? You're yeah. just spitting things out of your mouth. Yeah. It's like Charlie on It's Always Sunny pulling out teeth. <laughs> um, okay, so you saw the, I don't know if everyone on a national level saw this story, but a Jets fan got in some trouble on Sunday night. Next one on the my. Next one. And the best part of this story. So the story says New Jersey man blames New York Jets for DWI arrest. He got pulled over by the cops. And what was his reasoning when the cops asked what he was doing? I drank too much because the Jets suck. And where is this man from? He's from West Mumford. West Mumford, our hometown, West Milford, New Jersey. This makes me so happy because not only is it a Jets fan showing what the Jets do to their fans, but he's from our town and we know so many Jets fans from here. The first thing I thought it was Richie. I was like, oh, this is Richie for sure. He's off the wagon. He's all Look in. Look how proud of him. No, this guy's is. like, yeah, fuck this guy Jets. rules. Yeah, he. It, good for him that he was just honest about it. He he, he blew a one point three, I think. One point three. One point three. No, no. One three. I was like, one point. <laughs> he that should be means, dead. That means thirteen percent of his body was out. That was was when uh, what's his name, the former Titans kicker Rob Baronis died. They said that his blood alcohol level was like 1.7 poor Terry Bradshaw no it wasn't 1.7 it was 0.17 no no his, his he was they, they said something about it being it was you it was can't be, or, the highest the highest BAC ever recorded is 0.4 it was something so absurd I saw though I saw the number I was like okay it uh, makes let's, sense let's, look at Rob Baronis blood alcohol level is it Rob Baronis or Ron Baronis it was Rob Baronis, Rob Baronis. I remember because Chris Berman you say Rob Baronis like my Sharona 
Uh, you can still do that with Ron Baronis. Yeah, but it sounds better with Rob, I think. Uh, let's see. Like, yeah, let's see what his out blood alcohol level was. 0. 0.218. 0. 0.218. There was someone else that had... It was another, no one has no, a, it, one, it was blood one point. There was someone... It was, I think he was an Arizona Cardinal, and they gave him... It was called Super DUI because <laughs> of the, how drunk he actually let's was. Let's the highest BAC ever reported. Yeah. 1.4. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I told <laughs> oh, you. Oh, we got to... Re- yeah, that's not Rob. It's not Rob. It should be. Look at the stock photo they use. Yeah, I that's uh I think when this happened I tagged uh, Josh's wife. I was like, was this you back in Rutgers? After a car crash that resulted in serious injuries, a Polish man's BAC was taken and it was 1.48. That's the highest BAC ever recorded in history. That's a doctor champion. said he survived his brush with death due to the drinking, but he later died due to the injuries. That's wonderful. Um, I so I have another. <laughs> I know I um I used to have a thing on my phone because I'm super you, you you see it like if we go out I have one beer like yeah, I'm sure, super sure. anal about yeah, me it too, me too um I, I had I'm a close relative careful. that died so ever since then like that's why you don't use FedEx anymore that's why I don't <laughs> um <laughs> eh, enough time <laughs> don't um, use FedEx oh by the way I use FedEx all the time <laughs> another um, story I saw this week but wait wait wait, 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 wait oh you're not the talking. highest I've ever blown myself seven guys. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> yeah, he um, walked into that see, okay, one. Okay, that's a green light. Yeah. That one makes sense. You, yeah, you, you alley-oop that one. Um, the highest I've ever uh, blown on my keychain is uh, okay. .02. So, like... Yeah, that's... And that's, that's like, me, like, barely conscious. That's pretty good. All right, so this story I saw this week, there's a, a couple new... Um, I guess you call them holiday items that are coming out that are sparking controversy. One of them is Millennial Monopoly, and it's supposed to be making fun of millennials, and millennials are very, very upset uh, by this. Why wouldn't they be? It's a fucking game. It's Monopoly, and the other one that's that, something that Generation Z would embrace. Absolutely, like it's just making fun of like, oh, you need to save money, but you blew your money on two vacations you didn't need. Go to jail, <laughs> like, like shit like that. That's funny. And the other one that's getting people up in arms. I don't know if this was um like Little Tykes or whatever, like that brand. It's a build the wall set for kids. Kids. <laughs> that can't be real. I swear to God, it's real, and we should order it because that is fucking hilarious. Get, let, I want. Can you give it to your nephew for uh, for Christmas? Oh, they would love that. <laughs> to build the wall. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, it's it's by like a far right organization. Yeah, like, it's not being released by like. It should be. That's fantastic. Wait, I'm, <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not like. Okay, here's the thing. Pro Lego Trump isn't authorizing well, this. CBS News. That's fake news. I want it from a, a fair organization. Go to Breitbart. Let's do it. Infowars. Can you get that for your nephew? <laughs> or get it for the fiance for Christmas? It's kind of boring, though. It's just literally <laughs> it's just a wall. It's just a wall. Realistically, that's going to be more of a wall than what actually that's gets actually built. Good. You know, that's kind of funny. I heard a commercial yesterday that made me laugh. <laughs> what a shitty toy. It literally is just a piece of a wall. <laughs> I heard a commercial yesterday that made me laugh. And it's for some condition called EPI. I don't know if you're familiar with this condition. No. But it's some type of digestive thing. And I'm assuming it has to do with um, making duty. And the, that's a fake disease. The woman was like, oh, I don't take number twos. What I have could be called a number three. I'm like, what the fuck is this commercial? Now I want EPI. Because I've had some big number twos in my day. What could a number three constitute? Like, there has to be blood, I'm assuming. Maybe <laughs> semen and a fetus. That's a number three. Again. There was no reason for the last part of that. <laughs> sure there was. Could, what, what else could a number three be? Like, what would you expect in, if you had a number three, hypothetically? Uh, blood. Blood? There has to be blood, right? Just blood. Th- just blood? Just it's just blood. blood comes out of your ass? <laughs> That's called a miscarriage. <laughs> Why? We need a, an appropriate bell. All right, so I got some questions from people this week. 
um, that they want. There's some. There's one that's specifically for you. Um, and I think I want to start with that. Okay. All right, Ralph. What I need 500 words. What is your favorite dinosaur, and why? Okay. First of all, I'm the counting. only answer is Stegosaurus. Okay. Triceratops could be argued, but Stegosaurus. Okay. Okay. Let me pull up some Stegosaurus facts for you. I need 500 words on this. I know. Well, I'm getting you 500. You're you're at like 11 right now. I'm keeping count. Okay. First of all, Stegosaurus is a killing machine. Do you know why? Because its weapons and armor are the same. Wow. Are we really doing the whole 500 words? 500 I really words? I don't have it in me. Well, as far as you can go. Okay. The Stegosaurus comes from the right Greek now. word uh, stegos, which means roof, or soros, which means lizard. So it means roof lizard. But that doesn't tell me why you, it's your favorite dinosaur. It's a roof lizard. Oh, okay. Never mind. My bad. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm not the expert in paleontology. They're a heavily built herbivorous quadruped. Quadruped? Yeah, quadruped. Um, With rounded backs, short... uh, I'm sorry. um, I'm having trouble reading my own words. Um, Short forelimbs, long hind limbs, and a tail held high in the air. Due to their distinctive combination of broad, upright plates and tail flipped with spikes, they're one of the most recognizable kinds of dinosaur. (laughs) Sucks. It's almost like you're reading off Wikipedia. You should write for them. All right, enough about dinosaurs. I Dude, actual... look at that. That doesn't look real. Dinosaurs were fake. That looks like a character from like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> how old? How old is the Earth? Uh, I I I think it's only like 2018 years old because there was no Earth before Jesus. He was riding dinosaurs. <laughs> you didn't even get the joke right. I didn't know. I don't care. Um, I, so I have some other questions. What? These are serious questions for both of us. One, first one: What's the worst movie you've ever seen? Uh, Fred Claus. Fred Claus. Yeah, that is a bad it's one. It's the only movie I've ever walked out of. Um, there's only one time I've fallen asleep in a movie theater. That was AI Artificial Intelligence with Haley Joel Osment. That was supposed to be like Kubrick's last movie that Kub- uh, that Spielberg, Spielberg took, over. took over. It's a fucking bore, man. I fell asleep in the theater. That- I don't particularly think it's good, but I don't hate it. It's I, just there. I, I'm, if I'm thinking, but like as far as experience, that might be the worst one. There's definitely worse movies. I remember one with Jet Li called The One that was one of the worst action films I've ever seen. It was like just trying to rip off The Matrix more or less. Um, next question, and this goes with kind of like the album you gave me. What's one song that can instantly change your mood and why? Don't stop believing because it gets me furious. I watched you do karaoke at, at the compound. I didn't. Oh, I did. Oh, did I? Yeah, we both Was did. that the one yeah. we did? Yeah. Yeah, that was out of um, <laughs> anger. Out of character for you. I hate that so, song. And so, that mo- that, so that's a, okay, that's a good point. Songs that can change your mood out of anger. What's a song you like and it changes your mood for a different reason? There's a song called Putting the Dog to Sleep by the band Bahamut. The Antlers. Oh. Um, and it is one of those songs that just is like so powerful that you like are overcome with emotion now if i had to think of a song that makes me angry instantly it's probably any sean paul song because of his stupid fake i'd rather listen to like every shaggy album ever made now you're just doing scat man um but a song that changed my mood and why and it's a depressing reason it's winter by bayside makes me think of my pops um it's a horribly depressing song so i have to avoid it at all costs happy song i would say stuck between stations the opening track of boys and girls in america which uh, i gave yeah, you that's a great um, one that's just a song that makes me feel like summer yeah um a song that gets me like amped up right away is probably tool stink fist that's one that like gets my blood going like instantly it gives me a rager dark horse by converge is like that's the first song i always play by when Katie I go to perry the dark horse yep yep i knew it all right next question 
Um, best concert you've ever been to? Uh, Circus Survive, first time I saw them was a really tiny venue, and I knew nothing about them. Okay. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the music, but they put on such a show that like it was hard not to get uh, like, pulled in. Uh, best I've been to was probably the second time I saw Nine Inch Nails, because it's... The, not they're, only, they're 18 Inch Nails by then. Eight, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> it's fucking home run, Valeca. <laughs> Um, Nine Inch Nails the second time I saw the first time I saw them they were great but the second time um, the the mood the sound the visuals um, they're easily one of the best live bands I've seen as far as just like a crowd there's nothing really like a Slipknot crowd when it comes to just energy if you're on the floor uh, it's so next level um, so that's our next question here's another one um, the craziest sporting event you've ever attended when I was in college and Rutgers beat the second ranked team it was um Central Florida at the time. I no, could, South Florida, I'm sorry. I could see that being... And uh, we rushed the field. Oh, that... I've always wanted to be in an event where you can rush the field. It's pretty It's pretty cool. That's got to be cool. Off By the, the way, this uh, movie you're talking about, the one... Listen to the soundtrack. Drowning Pool Bodies, Drowning Pool Sinner, Disturbed Down With A Sickness, Godsmack Awake... Jesse Dayton, Papa Roach, Papa Roach again, Lincoln Park, Paper Cut. Wow, this is a tough guy playlist. That's a bad movie, dude. It's really bad. It looks good. Oh, it looks um, like The Fly meets The Matrix meets. That's probably accurate. Um, so the best, the craziest sporting event I've ever been to. Um, there's been a few, a few Dolphins Jets games with that group of Dolphins fans have just been fun. The craziest thing I can remember happening at a UFC. It was at a UFC event. Um, and it wasn't even a fight that happened like in the cage. It was a fight between Roy Nelson, who you've seen before, big yeah. chubby guy with the mullet, was fighting Czech Congo. And Roy Nelson is coming down to the cage to board in the USA. He looks like an American patriot. He's a big chubby guy with the mullet. And while this is happening, we're like in the second level of seats, and we have the floor level right below us. And all of a sudden, this fight breaks out below us to board in the USA. It's like a 30-person brawl. <laughs> There's just people swinging haymakers. And I watched the whole thing unfolded. That fight in the crowd lasted longer than that Roy Nelson fight that he walked out to. It was about a, a nine-minute brawl before security broke it up. That was out of control. That I appreciated. All right. That's pretty good. Is there a book that you couldn't put down? I what, very what, rarely read in books. In your life, though, there hasn't um, been a book that you couldn't put down? The only book that I really got pulled into... Um, I liked Catcher in the Rye when I was at the age you're supposed to like Catcher in the Rye, so I'll put that. Okay, that's fair. But uh, I'm not, I'm not a big book guy. I should be, but I'm not. For me, it's probably it. Stephen King's it. I was so young and I flew through it. That's probably the first one I can remember that I like picked up. I've start to finish. I try to read books now that I'm older. I can't. No, I don't. I I don't want to read the book because it usually ruins the movie for me. So well, I've never I, been a fiction fan. Actually, even like nonfiction. But like, okay, we get it. It's your biography. Yeah. All right. Most embarrassing moment of your life. This podcast. <laughs> no, I was going to say this past Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's my wife's most embarrassing moment. That night. What? No, really. Do you have like a most embarrassing moment, like something that happened to you? Um. Okay, I actually have one. I was in middle school, and I we had like a cameraman at one of the dances, a Halloween dance, and you had a little ticket, and you got your picture taken, and there was a group of people in front of me, and I forget who was in the group. I think one of them was Travis McConey. <laughs> it's the only person I can remember. Okay. And he said, you six. And he pulled us up. And I wasn't with them. I was with someone else. And I got up and he goes, you're not in this photo. Get out. So they took the photo and it's shunned. me being pushed out of the photo in a stupid werewolf mask. <laughs> All right, I actually have a couple embarrassing moments. These are coming back to me right now. One of them I can think of uh, it was at the movies at Abbey Cinemas. I got into a fight. And I like to think I won this scrap, but I got more embarrassed because of what happened. I texted you the Did kid. Did you shit that, yourself? Uh, 
No, but it involved uh, nudity to an extent. Um, I don't remember what the movie was, but the person that I fought is now dead, so I'm not going to use his name. Um, Can you write it down just so yeah. I know? Um, so it's at the movies, and you this- fought Stan Lee. Yeah, Stanley, I killed him. Um, so we were I at the we were at the movies, and he died the same day as Josh's wedding. <laughs> a little, they literally two blocks away from Josh's wedding too. Who's that? Soon? Yeah, yeah. So we're at the movies, and he was sitting like two rows in front of me, and I was such a fucking prick. I was making fun of him for something that he did in like fifth or sixth grade. So it, were you? Were you oh, being... I was definitely a fault. He had every right to want to fight me, and he was a lot bigger than me too. And um, so the movie ended, and I made one more comment, and he fucking decked me in the side of the head and I grabbed him and I just did like a trip up and we fell through the the, che- the underneath the movie screen we were like right at the front and we fell through that little thing under like underneath the screen and I, ended oh, up, I, I and you've I, told me I just kept before. punching him and I come up and my fucking pants and underwear are down and I just didn't realize and I walk out with my fucking dick and balls out my ass out Brian I just said his name Bry whatever his name is he came out and his pants were down as well so it was a really nice situation and we ended up becoming friends after the fact Another one I can think of. <laughs> I saw him get into a fist fight at um. Remember the big I, fist fight that we had with he? He got into a fight with a teacher. Yes, I remember that. Like, I remember. I was there when that happened. I was there when he stabbed Kenny Sushko in the back with a pencil in sixth grade. Kenny deserved. It. <laughs> yes, he absolutely did. Just like I deserved to get decked in this. He rung my bell good. He because he was a big boy and his hands were fucking massive. He had he, hams. Yeah, he had. Look at that ham hog. Um, <laughs> another one I could think of is one time me and my buddy Danny were um drinking at my parents' house. Like it was, we were being so gay. We were drinking like Smirnoff Triple Black. Like yeah, you know, we're like in sophomores in high school. School. It's You're middle, not allowed to refer to that as gay. Um, Lame. Homo, homoerotic? Does that work? Were you, okay. It, it's a fruity drink, okay? I, we were drinking fruity Everyone shit. on Twitter hates me, by the way. I know. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, you got to correct me all the time. So we're drink, we're, we're like, we have to correct ourselves because we are going to be dead if I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I, this is self-preservation. This is for me. You could always go back to the car wash. <laughs> They'll take car, you back. Did that car wash go out of business? No, they're still running. Someone told me it went out of business, but I didn't. I didn't see anything about it. So, I didn't believe it. So me and Danny are drinking uh, like a, a random Saturday in the winter, and we're like just drunk fruits, and we both decide to go out our ba- my parents' back door to take a piss outside, and he goes out first, and he goes to one side, and I go to the other side, and I literally, I started doing big boy pee. I pulled down my pants and my underwear around my ankles, and Danny just goes to me, Dan, you don't want to piss over there. And I'm like, why? I look, my neighbor and his entire family are standing there. <laughs> Two children, his wife, I think his gr- his mother was with him, like his elderly mother. That's why you make so many jokes. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sitting there, I like ran inside, I pissed all over my pants trying to like quick get away. Um, I actually once in college, <laughs> this isn't really an embarrassing story, it's just a baffling story. You played Ookie Cookie. It was one of the first college parties uh, I went to, and I woke up and my pants were wet. So I'm like, oh, did I get drunk and uh, piss myself? Yeah, whatever. No, 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 no. So what apparently the report was by somebody who wasn't drinking is that I took my pants off, put them on the ground, peed on them, and then put them back on. Oh, you did the old uh, pull-down pants pee on. Yeah, that's a good one. pull-down pants pee on. Yeah, that's a classic gimmick. Um, (laughs) The other one I just thought of, and this involves me and Danny again. Uh, this was more like almost horrifying. We both worked at the same place, uh, that old folks home I've talked about, Milford yeah. Manor. And uh, these two girls were texting me or calling me, whatever it was. It was like fr- freshman or sophomore year of high school. And they were like, why don't you come over after work and hang out? We're babysitting at this house. And I said, oh, okay, yeah, we'll come by. Um, so uh, it's like 10 o'clock at night. We think they're babysitting. We go up. And I was like, we get to the door. I'm like, Danny, let's fuck with them. Let's ring the doorbell, walk inside, hide. And when they come out, we'll scare them. Ha, 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 you know, whatever. So we do it, walk in. And all of a sudden, the homeowner walks down. 
this like older guy he had to be like mid 40s pretty big dude and me and dan he, his back is to us because we're like hiding behind the kitchen counter and danny's face gets like white like a ghost he's like oh my god oh my god what do we do and i'm like i just stand up i'm like hello sir he turns around with like his fist up he's like what the fuck are you doing in my house and i'm like uh they told us to come over he's like all right listen i'm going upstairs to get my gun if I come back down and you're down here, I'm shooting both of you. I'm like, see you later. We were both like this on the way home, just shaking. It was um, very, very uncomfortable. So that <laughs> oh, was pretty mortif- That was mortifying. Um, yeah, that one, uh, I love telling that story. Um, I don't have any other story. I don't know if you have any other shit today, but other than um, that. I have one. Yeah, what's up? Uh, I got, keep getting this weird ad on Facebook. Sure. Let me uh, grab it. And it's a local <laughs> business, so I'm a little hesitant. Did but- you save it? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, just give me a second. I didn't. I actually didn't even think to bring it up until um just now. Oh fuck! Where is it? Now I can't find it. Eh, never mind. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. Eh. Um. Actually, I wanted to do something real quick. I just yeah, found um it. my pre our Wait, preseason. Look at this truck. His bumper sticker. That's funny. That's that's creative. <laughs> it's the truck says I identify as that's, a Prius. That's witty. We that's need offensive. more of that. Um, it's, offensive. It's, stupid. <laughs> it's offensive. Okay, I want to go real quick through my uh, picks from oh, uh, sure. the NFL season because I um I'm actually really close to being on track at least with one conference. Um, do you remember yours on top of your? I head? have them written down. Let's uh, let's just do a mid season, yeah, a little more than mid season uh, touch base because uh, a little impromptu, and we can check on our like season awards and shit. Yeah. Here we go. All right, so AFC East. Um, I had I, Patriots. I had Patriots at eleven and five, winning the division. Second, I had Dolphins at nine and seven, which they they're probably going to fall about seven and nine. Um, I didn't have the I didn't have the records. I just had okay. Them won it. How did you have that AFC East rank? I had Patriots, I had Patriots winning. I didn't do the whole thing. I just had them. I had the Patriots, division. Dolphins, Jets, Bills. Which honestly, that's probably what how it's going to fall. I don't know, man. The Jets. I I think the Bills might be better now. <laughs> uh, they just crushed them at home. Yeah, I know, but I. They're they're they quit on their coach. Once you quit on your coach, you're done. That's true, but the Bills are still the Bills, and the Bills never were for their coach, so it's <laughs> hard to true. quit on someone. Well, to be fair though, he's made the playoffs more in his career with the Bills than Todd Bowles has with the Jets. You're not but, wrong. Yeah. All right, uh, AFC North. I had the Steelers, I had Steelers. Um, at eleven and five. Ravens ten and six. Bengals seven and nine. Which I don't. The Bengals might not win two more games this year. Dude, the, that team. They, the bottom fell out. They of became them. the first team in NFL history last week to give up five hundred yards in three straight games. That's insane. Yeah, that's. Although and Marvin the, Lewis is going to get a contract the, extension. The, the, yeah, of course. The Buccaneers did break another really good record this past week. They became the first team to gain five hundred yards of offense and only score three points. <laughs> in a game, you know, I did read that. Yeah, and then I had the Browns at five and eleven. So this one actually, I mean, the Ravens at ten and six looks gambly, but I actually, I had the, I had the Steelers winning. Yeah, we both did, and eleven and five. It looks like they might end up like was it 10, that team? And that one. team's actually scary. Yeah, well, their defense is picking up. Um, would you have AFC South? I got this one way wrong. I had the Texans. You had the Texans. I had the Jags, and whoa. I had the Jaguars as a wild card. Um, so that's, I had, that's my one. Miss. I had Jaguars, Texans, Colts, Titans. Um, it's actually really a, t- a it's kind of a flip flop division. I'll tell you this. That division is really interesting because the Colts all of a sudden look like they have life in them. Uh, their offensive line. He hasn't been sacked in four years. Well, Quinn Nelson's a monster. Oh, did you see that video of him just wrecking? Well, that's got, not, that's not got, a real – that scream actually didn't happen on that play. Well, it was and, but he got fined because of that video because he was leading with the helmet. Oh, He's fair. an offensive lineman. Um, AFC West. Um, I had Chiefs. I had Chargers. I had Chief, then Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. Um it sounds weird to say, but the Chargers could, in theory, still win the division. Um, the I, old, I think that Chiefs team's well, going to... I didn't know this. Andy Reid, as head coach of the Chiefs, has never lost to the Chargers. 
I believe that. How crazy is that? Andy, I, I want Andy Reid to get a Super Bowl I do ring too, so badly. Because the truth of the matter is, he's right now he's um, Marty Schottenheimer. He, he's, he's better than Schottenheimer. Well, but it's the same thing. They both had 200 w- career wins as a head coach, never had Super Bowl success. The only it, thing but is, you, Reed, doesn't, Reed doesn't make the Hall of Fame unless he wins a Super he Bowl. He doesn't choke in the playoffs the way Marty did. He just hasn't won in the playoffs. He's, had some, he's had some choke jobs with his clock management, though. Yeah. That's his biggest knock, and this year it's not happening But his as playoff, much. Marty Schottenheimer is like a 5-12 But playoff. Andy Reid is not making the Hall of Fame without a Super Bowl. It's Bel- unlikely. Bill Cowher wouldn't have made the Hall of Fame if he didn't win a Super Bowl. I think it's possible, but I think it's very unlikely. And I also had Chargers wild card, so I actually... Okay. Um, you were close there. Um, Actually, the only one that I'm off on is the Jaguars. Yeah. Um, that's, now let's go to the NFC. Um, I had the Eagles at 10-6 and six, uh, winning the division. They, in theory, still could. I don't think they're going to. They have a really tough schedule. I, uh, I, picked, I, the, I picked the Giants. Yeah. Well, I had the Redskins in last, so that's already been fucked. So um, I had Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Redskins. I way overestimated both the Eagles and the Giants. I thought the Redskins were going to be good this year, but I didn't think they were going to be like good, good. I thought they were going to be like yeah. seven and nine good. Um, so then the NFC North, I got backwards. I had the Packers, um, Vikings, Bears. Uh, the Bears, I still don't necessarily believe in them. Hey, Bears were my surprise. I didn't have them. I had winning. them at nine and seven, so I had them as a good team, a competitive team. I'll say this: I do think Trubisky. There's still some throws he makes that I just don't get. It's he when he has too much time to read the field, he sucks. But here, here's the deal with him: he's progressing in everything, and I think reading the field is something that you can fix. The only thing he does well, that it, I that he's does benefited scare from his head coach so uh, so much. He's not accurate, and yeah. that's something that's hard to fix. But some of the throws he makes, there's not many quarterbacks who can make those throws. There's some that he hits in these and he's tight got windows. Great, he's got great pocket yep. awareness. Uh, okay, NFC South. Uh, I had the Saints winning it. Uh, 11 I did and too. Five. They were my Super Bowl pick. I had the Falcons at ten and six. Panthers nine and seven. Bucks four and twelve. Um, so that's that division kind of is playing I had, out. I had Saints, Giants, Falcons. Rams, Packers as my um, division winners. So the only two that are hitting are Saints I, and Rams. In the NFC West, I had Rams at thirteen three. Um, 49ers eight and eight. Seahawks seven and nine. And the Cardinals two and fourteen. Falcons and Vikings. Uh, so. My wild card teams were the Falcons and Vikings, which Falcons it's they take a minor it may take a minor miracle. They might. Um, the the wild card in the AFC for me was Ravens Chiefs. Um, so I did have. I mean, here here were my picks for like uh, personal awards. A uh, minor, no, yeah, single no, one. Uh, MVP. I said Aaron Rodgers. Not me happening. Uh, my coach still could happen. Anthony Lynn from the Chargers deserves some consideration. I don't remember who I picked. I think it was probably McVay. Offensive Rookie of the Year. I put Barkley. Um, I put uh, it Darnold. Could, it could still be um, Darn. It could still. It, it's probably going to be Barkley. Um, who who else was I going to say is in the room? You want to carry on Johnson? Um, I no. I, I said that he could where he was starting, and now they've completely gone off the rails. But Calvin Ridley has to be in the consideration. As well, and um, I, there's I, another one I'm missing. I've seen this. You know how they do like the polls. I have seen every single one be yeah, unanimously Barkley. They're gonna they're gonna give it to Barkley most likely. Come back as Andrew Luck, 100. Um, percent I agree with that. Offensive player of the year, I put Antonio Brown, which isn't it, it's still it's gonna be I had Todd Elliott. Gurley. I had Elliott, but yep. it's gonna be Gurley. And defensive player or rookie of the year, I had is Bradley Chubb, which it's still he's on a, he's on a tear right now. I actually have um I placed two bets. I placed one on Chubb and I placed one on Kareem Hunt scoring a touchdown this week. <laughs> I have a bet. Well, my bet that I placed when we were in AC, I put the over on the Dolphins. They were favored to have win a five and a half game, so they have to win one more, and then I hit my yeah. bet. So, um, so let's get the hot takes, I guess. Um, my first hot take actually involves football, so it's great that we yeah. segued into this. Um, today is the day. This Sunday, you're going to be hearing this tomorrow, which is Monday, clearly, because Monday comes after Sunday, and before Sunday is Saturday, and after Monday is Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Wednesday, yeah, Thursday. Yeah, exactly. Um, Starts in the Little River Band. Monday, Monday. Can you put that song on here? 
No, I can't. I know. <laughs> All right, so my hot take. Do, do you think that you think that we don't play music out of our own desire? <laughs> like, how great would be allowed. when you're when you're co- giving your album review? I would to love to have you know co- cocaineum or some yeah. play, but you can't. Um. Okay, so my uh, my hot take today it involves a crucial NFC or AFC North. It, it, yeah, AFC North battle between the Ravens and the Bengals, and I believe today is a day that Lamar Jackson gets the hold of the starting quarterback job in Baltimore, and he doesn't let go. I think Joe Flacco is done with the Ravens. I think he will end up going to the Raiders. He fits the mold of John Gruden wanting a veteran, polished QB that doesn't need to learn the things a rookie does. I think that Lamar Jackson is going to have a showcase today. Um, I think you're going to get an extreme with him. I think you're either going to get a... Oh, this could look really bad on me tomorrow if he fucks up today. Like, you can get, like, you know, Tim Tebow three completions. Yeah. Game, or, but he's... I'm rooting for We him. haven't seen a guy like him since Vic. Like, even yeah. RG3 was Even Watson, I wouldn't say, is um, like Lamar Jackson. I actually thought they were going to start RG3. Well, they because they said he didn't practice on Thursday because he was sick, uh, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. Um, I just... It, it, I, this could look really bad at me tomorrow if Lamar Jackson lays an egg. Um, um, but I, I, you got to take you got to take a risk sometimes. You're, you know what? You're going to get something. I, I don't think you're going to get a middle of the road. I think his passing performance might be s- s- minimal, but his rushing is going to. I don't think the Bengals are ready for it. When he's going to be able to do. Here's the thing. He's the kind of guy that he's going to have three great games, and then they're going to catch up with how to plan I, for him, and then he's going to. I also think what you season. might see is a couple double packages of him and RG three on the field at the same time. I think that there's a good chance of that happening because RG three is going to see the field. Yes, today. for sure. Because uh, the that. report that came out already was that Lamar Jackson will see the majority of the snaps, which means things will change. You might even see all three quarterbacks on the field at some point, which would be it's Flacco wild. official. I thought Flacco was ruled out. Uh, was he ruled out? I don't know if they just put him because like that was um who was it? Darnold was dressed last week, but he didn't play. I thought Flacco was out. Uh, he might be out. Um, but because it, it's a hip injury, but they said that it's not going to sideline him for the season. But I do think Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's put officially. A, he's Lamar, officially okay, out. so you'll see both. I think you'll see both quarterbacks on the field for a few plays. Um, this is the because their offensive coordinator is um, it, is it a Schottenheimer right now? Uh, no, I no. Oh no, it's Marty Morningweg. Mar- Marty Morningweg. This is the kind of offensive package that will fit Marty Morningweg's play call styling. Um, I, I think that that's going to be... Um, Martin really, Morningway's career coaching record is 5-27. and 27. Still better than Hugh Jackson. <laughs> Hugh Jackson. Uh, actually... Hugh Jackson has the second worst coaching winning percentage in NFL history. Who has the worst? Martin, uh, the, former, the former Eagles owner coach. Um, oh, Burt Bell? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Hugh Jackson's got a respectable 205. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, so second No one's worse than uh, my current uh, offensive coordinator. Mike, Mike Shula. Oh my God, poor Mike Shula. I Mike have Shula. to love him. You have to. You don't need to love him. I didn't like when the Giants picked him up because I saw what he did in Carolina too. He I fucking stunk. I didn't like that hire, but I also thought that he was just going to be one of those. You know, I thought you thought like he would handle the game planning and yeah, and sure, play but uh, yeah. Um, all right, what's your hot take? Okay, so news story comes out today. Do you remember the news story that about a year ago the couple that um, yes, they, the, homeless the, the homeless guy, guy gave him his last twenty dollars to get gas. Yes. And let me tell you something. First of all, the homeless guy, your homeless veteran, you do what you need to survive. I agree. I have no problem with him. It's a shame that our veteran, honest, a veteran is in a position like that. Yeah, I have no problem. You do what you have to do. It's shitty on paper, but I have... Of course. What else is he however, supposed to do? However, the two fucking people that did this 
are oh, scum they should, shit I, people. I'm not necessarily for capital punishment, but the people that take advantage of the heartstrings of others and the homeless, it, I, hang them, hang them. I'm okay with it. it. The, the, the fact that you took a veteran knowing he's in that situation and manipulated and him. Manipulated, and now this guy's life is going to get worse. I actually think this could somehow benefit him in the long run. Yeah. I think people may get sympathetic after the you I know, don't think initial rage be, goes. I don't. If less a homeless person commits a violent crime, I don't give a fuck what a homeless person does. If I want to give him a ten dollar bill on the street, let him go spend it on junk and meth. It I don't was care. It just it, it, it's those people, and they're from Jersey, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course, they're from fucking Jersey. First of all, they look like people that like, are from Jersey. <laughs> like they look like the type of people who would run that kind of scam. Yeah, but like, like even look what, at the guy. Like the guy. Where it, does your moral compass have to be pointing to think that doing that? is at all acceptable. The guy didn't run out of gas. He didn't spot her in trouble. He didn't give her money. They they, they just scheme with this homeless guy and say, listen, this is how we're going to get you money and make us some money too. We're going to give you a cut of it. They specifically blocked people from getting the full story. Like the worst They split thing I, the $400,000 profit. Just, the uh. worst thing I'd ever done to a homeless person was make them buy me beer and cigarettes and they could have just gotten in trouble, but then they would have had a warm bed to sleep in if they got arrested. Like, it, it, why fuck with them? It just... it. it, it People like that don't deserve freedom. I'm not one of those people. I don't believe in the public shaming thing. I think people make mistakes. I think we're so quick. But there's a few things that just... So, like, maybe not, like, I said they should be hung. Um, what about doing, like, a, a walk through, like, um, Times Square with everyone just chanting shame at them and throwing feces and tomatoes? I, I, yeah. <laughs> so why is that my combo? Feces and tomatoes. Because you something happened to you when you were a kid, and it's all with coming feces out. feces and tomatoes? Yeah, you had to eat it. I did a fecal smear on a tomato, and then I ate it. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, why why did we have to take it to that level? I don't we know. were already talking about feces and tomatoes, so what do you do? You get, This is the way his mind. Topic, topic, add gross yeah that's 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 actually very very accurate um another, just really quick I, I finally finished red dead last night the main story i still have only played Dude, uh i i can legitimately say it's one of the three best and most favorite games i've ever played from a story standpoint the story actually had me like like i pulled on like the heartstrings it was uh it was brilliant and it looks great the i hope soon you have the time to like commit to it because it, it, i said to someone last night he's like i haven't played it yet i was like if you don't have time don't start playing it. That's the thing. Like, yeah, I've if, played if, a little here or there, and I just can't. Yeah, no, you need to. Um, in, you need to put it away a substantial amount of time. Probably this. Uh, well, there's a lot of good football games on tonight. Yeah, yeah. For it's weird. It's a football week where there's not a lot of good record games, but they're actually good matchups. Yep. It, there's um, no. There's it, a lot of really tough games to pick on, which I still probably, haven't even seen your picks. I that, knew you picked the Packers Thursday. Uh, oh, you, me, did, you didn't me, post them. I posted them on where the website. Yeah, maybe I didn't share. Yeah, them you didn't them. share it, so I didn't see them. Okay, um, no problem. Let me. Uh, yeah, pull it up. Um, yeah, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. I didn't really have... Oh, you know what? I didn't actually post them, but I emailed them to myself, so let me... Okay, yeah, why don't you just read them off quick so we have something to base it off of. Yeah. I actually did those the night before, and due to my being stuck in traffic, didn't actually get a chance to I know. Well, you just texted me. You said, uh, I took the Packers, I took the Packers. Yeah, it was the first time that I did them in advance, too. Um, (laughs) Is this me? Who is this? I don't know. No, this is the wrong account. Let me check. Remind me when we're done with this, I have your card inside also. Little uh, peek behind the curtain. You see how the sausage is made? You've actually mentioned it. I know. I'm just telling you to remind me because my memory's dick. My memory fucking stinks. That's all that is on your memory. <laughs> dick is the only thing on my mind. Uh, Naturally. One second. Good radio. Do uh, some waiting music. Uh, <laughs> 
Okay, I had um, I had the uh, Packers over the okay. Seahawks. Clearly, that who did you have? Packers. Yeah, Packers. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have Titans over the Colts, which was a tough one. I took the Colts for the simple reason that Andrew Luck is nine and zero against the Colts in his career. Uh, that, was, mean, that means it should end at some point, but I think he matches up perfectly with their style of play. Slow physical football with the quick passing game at Indianapolis Colts seems like a good fit. To my me. thing is that the Colts, I mean the Titans, everything's clicking at the right time, and I think Mariota is becoming the kind of guy that they drafted him. I, to be. That I, was my. I also logic. think after beating the Patriots last week, this is a big letdown game feel. Oh, you could it. be right. Yeah. I actually, I think Vrabel was wanted to stick it to Belichick. So so bad that it's hard to duplicate that energy. I went, uh, I went back and forth with Titans or Colts. That, yeah, it's so a tough one. I think I went Titans just kind of as a gut okay. pick. Um, I picked the Giants over the Bucks because I do think that the team looked Competent. as good as it could. I mean, granted, the first three quarters were bad, yeah. but the Bucks are more incompetent than that. So that's I, my logic. I picked the Bucks for the simple reason that you don't to put up 500 yards and only score three points. That's such an anomaly that I think they're still going to be able to move the ball, and I don't think the Giants are built to keep up with it. it By the way, Eric Flowers is starting for Jacksonville today at left tackle. Good. Yeah. All right, what's the next game? Well, that game? brings me to my yeah. next game, Steelers. Okay, yeah, Steelers over Steelers, Jacksonville. I think... Um I think, I think the Steelers are going I'll to stick you, it to the, uh, the Jaguars for beating them in the playoffs last year as Stick well. it to the Jaguars. They're going in the wrong direction. Sure. And I think that the fact that the Bell saga is officially over. That actually, this Did you like them ransacking Bell's I locker? I love it. This so team is, funny. Th- it's a team that just looks like they're gelling. Absolutely. You can't, yeah. After how they looked um, the first three weeks of the season. Panthers at Lions. Lions have become the team that I thought yep. they were because I've been I down took on the them Panthers, all year. Sure. Um, Falcons at Cowboys. The only thing is, it is at home, and you might get one of those random Cowboys Cowboy- show up. Cowboys games. haven't beaten Atlanta in Atlanta since two thousand and six. Yeah, how crazy! It's is at that? it's at uh, Dallas. Is it at Dallas? That's what I. I know. I'm pretty sure it's in Atlanta. I'm like ninety nine percent sure. Just type in Cowboys schedule or Falcons schedule, and it'll come up. Oh, it is. At yeah, Atlanta. Uh, they haven't. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. Well, right. still. Yeah. I, um, you picked the Falcons. Anyway. Bengals at Ravens. I put Ravens with a question mark. Yeah, I, really... I took the Ravens as well. Home game. I'll say this. I think. Um, I, I don't know what you're going to get out no. of Lamar Jackson, but I... I also think that this is the end of uh, Harbaugh in Baltimore, and I think he'll be the Jets coach next year. And, well, by the way, I think he's a good fit for the Jets. I think he's a good fit for any team. I think he's a fantastic um, coach. Texans at Redskins. I think the Texans are... They're doing the Titans. They're just clicking. Yep. They just... Deshaun Watson looks like Deshaun better Watson better. again. Yep. I think Demarius Thomas was, was just a great pickup pick after pick losing Fuller. Raiders at Cardinals. I picked Raiders because I didn't give I a shit. I think I picked the Cardinals. I didn't give a shit either. Um, Chargers I picked up because... Um, against uh, Broncos, really Broncos surprisingly are a middle of the pack offensive well, team. Th- they're a team that if they had a better head coach, they'd probably be a borderline playoff team. That's the thing. So I think the Chargers are quietly. They've only lost to the Rams and the Chiefs, Chiefs. and they gave them both games. Um, I think the Broncos, even though the Broncos, what they have three wins. I think the Broncos are a lot worse than the record shows. They have talent, but they've just. I looked, actually think they're a little bit. I think they're more talented than the record shows. That might be the better thing. To I say. think talent and team are different. In well, this that's case. like how you said that the that when I remember specifically when you wrote about the Jets Dolphins game a couple weeks ago the Jets have more talent but that didn't come through sometimes yeah. it, when you have the wrong coach and the wrong personnel and key spots it doesn't work all right um I think the Saints are going to put the nail in the oh coffin god for the they're going to crush them um I have Bears and Vikings I have that as my upset you took the Bears I took I, the Vikings I think my gut says Vikings but the fact that they're six and three I think they've played better than that. absolutely and I think this is the game where we know if the Bears are real sure. or not um 
also the Vikings just haven't we keep waiting for the Vikings to become the Vikings and good game good game bad game good game they've been playing game. way better I mean when the way their defense started now started out and now they're the fourth ranked defense in the league they were carried by their defense last year the offensive line is their biggest issue um, and Cousins still tries to force too many throws because of the offensive line um, and the Chiefs and Rams. I would have picked the Chiefs. If it was in Mexico City, but since it's they moved it back to L.A., I'm I actually I think that favors the Chiefs more because you saw when the Packers played the Rams there a few weeks ago, there was more Packer fans because L.A. doesn't care about football. That's true, but the Chiefs also aren't. The, yeah. They have a big fan base, but they're not. These the teams Packers. are so damn similar. Um, in their their defenses are underperforming, especially the Rams with all the names they have on it. Chiefs defense is actually overperforming they're, for what everyone Well, they're thought. starting to get to the quarterback, which they couldn't do the first like six weeks. Um, I think that the Chiefs are a little more of a well-oiled machine. I'll also say this, and I actually changed my and view. The loss of Cooper Cup is that's the thing. I actually thought Cooper Cup's injury wasn't as big of a deal because they, they're the next man up philosophy on their yeah. offense. Yeah. But I think the more I think about it, I kind of regret taking the Rams. I wish I did take the Chiefs is that I think Cooper Cup is one of those guys that he does so much things that aren't in the box score. It's like a Julian Edelman. It's like the, the blocking. The, yeah. he, he just cr- creates attention in the um, middle of the field, and Goff is best at throwing sidelines. And, side I, and I put I put money on the Chiefs, so that yeah, kind of sways that, me. I'm excited to see that game. Like that. Chiefs, if the Chiefs win and Kareem Hunt scores a touch, I think I get 400 bucks be like, on a $50 bet. That should bet. be a combined like 80 points between the two. If it's so you know what like, we're going to get? We're going to get a 17-10 game. Uh, you know, I said that before the, the Saints-Rams a few weeks ago. Um, I was talking to the landlord about it. And uh, I said, like, you know, this should be, like, 85 combined points. But every time that happens, it ends up being, like, like a defensive game. And then I, then I, uh, the, at, at halftime, it was, like, uh, 35 to 17 or something. Some ridiculous oh, score. Oh, which, yeah, is the, the Saints? Chief, the Chief, or the Saints uh, Rams. Saints it, was, it was some ridiculous score. I actually and didn't I, get to watch that game. Oh, I man, you missed a good I, one. I was really upset. I, I had something that I was All doing. All right, with. let's wrap this up, bitch right. up. Uh, this was episode 26, 27 of uh, You Watch, I Listen. Uh, again, you could find us, SoundCloud, if you're listening to us. Stories iTunes. I didn't get to. Go. Uh, to talk about the Ben and Jerry's guy from the tour that we went on in Vermont. Uh, I stole a key from a hotel, and it's not one of those swipe keys. It literally is a key, so this hotel now needs to change the lock because it's stupid me. And I want to show you the video of the key, creepy chiropractor that's on my uh, driveway. Okay. My, uh, my street. All right. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Later. Bye. Now I got to turn this motherfucker off.